Hey everybody, this is Clint and Daniel Locked On Bulldogs, and we're talking tight ends today. And why last year's group was historic because of one man, this year's group might be historic because of three men? Oh, come back and hear more. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked on Bulldogs podcast. I am Daniel. That is Clint. And um, welcome to another week of the Locked on Bulldogs podcast. We are excited to be with you this week. Uh, thanks for all of you mm. who have supported the show, who enjoy the show. Um, you may or may not know we're available on two platforms, an audio side and a video side. Um, same show, different experience. And so uh, encourage you to check out both. Subscribe to the audio wherever you get your audio. Follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, make sure you follow or subscribe there. Leave us a rating and review. That helps us out a tremendous amount. It's like telling somebody about the show without having to talk to anyone. And so it's really I want I want to do that. I want to do that. Win for everyone. Listen. And then we're over on the YouTube as well, Locked on Bulldogs podcast uh, on YouTube. Easy to find over there. Subscribe to that as well. Thanks to everyone who drops us a comment every now and again. Like the video, all those things. Um, helpful as well. Locked on Bulldogs, part of Locked on Atlanta. A lot of great shows for you to check out if you're an Atlanta sports fan. So check all those guys out. Um, and today, as Clint said, we're continuing with our position group breakdowns from last year, looking ahead to next year, and looking at tight ends today. Now, we talked about wide receivers already. Today, we're talking about tight ends. We are prone to lump these groups together as pass catchers because really and truly, that's what you have in the tight end room at the University of Georgia. You are a pass catcher. You are an yes. offensive weapon. That's there how it is. you're utilized. That's why you're drafted into the NFL. Take, take ball, put it in my hand, and watch me do incredible things with it. Or, counterpoint, take ball, put it in somebody else's hand, and watch me destroy the man that's trying to tackle them and create explosive yes, offensive plays. Our tight ends do it all. Uh, um, yeah. And if you're the type of person that um, loves spread offenses and hates – I don't know, efficiency and winning football games, then you're not going to care for the tight ends. No. You're going to want no. traditional stats. You're going to want Alabama, gonna want that, the Alabamas of the that, world. Yeah. That helmet that just got that line straight down here. Yeah. You know, you're going to want that. But if you if you enjoy hurting the other team, yep. winning games and and creating efficiency on offense, there it is. Um, then you're going to enjoy the University of Georgia Titans. Now, when Daniel says efficiency, what he basically means is the play that is called and the personnel on the field, did we win and have an upper hand against the other team? That's as simplified down as I can go. Success. Were you successful in what you set out to accomplish? Now, many of us would say, oh, man, you know, hey, I want a 35-yard pass every single time. No, it's a six-and-a-half-yard run efficient and successful against the – yes, it is at times, and that success rate. Are you winning more snaps – then you're losing. And our here's a little heads up. Our tight ends 
win a whole lot more snaps than anybody else in America. We're going to get into some stats that are going to prove those points out. But, yeah, the tight ends are winning the majority of their snaps. And none of these stats that we're going to talk about, talk about that, um, talk about that road grading blocking that the tight ends do as well, getting them out in space, using them split out wide the way that Todd Monkey does. All right. Let's let's start though by looking at last year's tight ends, and then we'll spend the last two segments looking ahead to this year. The only significant subtraction when you look at the 2021 tight end room is the loss of John Fitzpatrick. So Brock Bowers, obviously the anchor leg, um, and you have Darnell Washington, who dealt with some injury stuff last year. Off and on, he was available and not. But if you want to look for a consistent, steady presence in the offense. Look no further than John Fitzpatrick. He really did a lot for the University of Georgia. Was underappreciated, I think, even by Georgia fans and uh, not unnoticed by NFL scouts and general managers, Clint. Yes. See, that's what's so incredible is you look at this guy, you look at what he did on the field. He was still playing with the likes of Big O and Brock Bowers. Like, I don't think that is said enough. He still played a great vast amount of snaps with two of the better tight ends in the entire country in his same position. It's because he is steady Eddie, because he knows how to do everything across the board very well, blocking pass receptions, sure handed. I mean, John Fitzpatrick, my gosh, guys, he like Monty Rice was put hand, he go down. John Fitzpatrick was put hand on ball. It is caught. Uh, He was a steady Eddie presence in that tight end room. Um, And again, not the flashiest stats in the entire world, like a la Brock Bowers, which we'll get to what his stats were in the efficiency. But my gosh, we're going to miss him. Y'all, can I just tell you that right now? We're going to miss him. Not not too terribly much. (laughs) Well, we we have some additions, but we're going to get to that in the next segment. But he is a notable subtraction. Again, was drafted, and so good for him. He follows up Charlie Warner being drafted. Now John Fitzpatrick. Just I'm just telling you right this right now. If you're a tight end, uh huh, and you'd like to be drafted into the National Football League, say more. Come to Georgia. End of sentence. This is this you'll, is apparently get all in. you need to do. You in you'll there? You'll get in. You in there? As long as Todd Munkin is running the show over at Georgia. John Fitzpatrick six catches, 83 yards. Nothing super flashy. But again, the blocking, he was probably our best perimeter blocker, one of our best inline blockers on the team. And so the, the plays he opened up in the run game, the plays he opened up in the short passing game cannot be overstated. Go back and watch some tape and you'll see John Fitzpatrick playing around out there. So, Clint, let's give a grade for last year's tight ends. Includes the best player in college football, Brock Bowers. And so I assume the grade's going to be reasonably high. Look, He had the best freshman experience of a tight end ever in the SEC. He's one of the, wait for it, the best offensive weapon in the SEC. He overtook games. Nobody could stop him, healthy or unhealthy, vaunted defense or not. He ran through everything. His statistical anomalies alone set the floor at 96 for me, Daniel. Brock Bowers is a 96 floor. Ooh. I'm going 97 for last year's group just because of Brock Bowers. And then you add John Fitzpatrick and you add Big O. This tight end group set. I, I even asked Stetson Bennett during uh, the bowl, during the playoff push I, on, on a news conference, said, hey, how does that edge blocking do? And he said, you guys don't realize what we're able to do because of the edge blocking of the receivers and the tight ends out there. 
they're incredible. So 97, Daniel, what do you got? Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. I, I set the floor with Brock Bowers. I like how you frame this. It's an interesting way to think about it. I also, if you take Brock Bowers alone, I set the floor at 96 as well. I love that number. Mm. People are not people are not going to care for this next next sentence. You add other people and it goes down. I'm going to give the tight ends a 95 because <laughs> listen, I, I'm just going to, I'm going to say it, and you jump all over me in the comments, whatever. Yeah, I get it. whatever. Darnell Washington, I think he would tell you this. Darnell Washington had what I think was a disappointing year last year. I know there were injuries. I know that he was not fully healthy. I know that he was limited in the number of games that he could play in. I know that he flashed, and I know that he made some big plays. My expectations for Donald Washington going into last year could have been grossly unfair. But I see this kid's talent. I have seen what this kid can do in spurts, and I have yet to see – I'm not talking about injury games. I'm talking about games in which he's playing. If you take out all the games in which he doesn't play, only look at the games he does play. I've yet to see consistency week after week in the games he's in of production and value added to the team. Now, you could say that's because the offense is going somewhere else. You could say something about Stetson Bennett, or you could say something about play calling or whatever. What I see is that there's a bunch of dudes on that team from Georgia last year that were steady producers, even though there were lots of options for the quarterback to, to go with uh, in terms of distributing the ball. There were lots of guys that I would call steady producers. They didn't have gaudy numbers because Georgia had a lot of weapons. That's what people, particularly people who go to the University of Alabama, don't understand is that Georgia had more than two offensive weapons. And you see that came in handy when, the, when someone maybe gets injured and we actually have other real players on our team. It's a it's a depth chart because you're looking at de- de- okay, sorry, de- depth. I'm going to go that- 95. I'm going to go 95 overall for the tight ends from last year. Come back, we're going to talk about the tight end group this year. Couple of additions, one freshman, one not freshman, both of which we think are going to contribute. We'll talk about it when we come back. But first, I want to talk about Built Bar. Built Bar is the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. How do I know? We've tried them. Built Bar gave us the opportunity to try their Puff Bar birthday cake, which slaps, y'all. This slaps. Yeah. I'm not even lying. It's fantastic. We've tried them. They're delicious. Head over to BuiltBar.com right now. Put in promo code LOCKEDON15 for 15% off your entire order. These protein bars are high in protein, high in fiber, low in sugar, tastes like a candy bar. And this birthday cake puff is out of this world. It's it's extraterrestrial. It's the Brock Bowers of protein bars. This thing is alien on the field. I don't know what's happening to it. BuiltBar.com. Wow. Put the promo code locked on 15 for 15% off your entire order of Built Bar, the tastiest protein bar on planet Earth. All right. So um, let's talk about tight ends for this year, Clint. Let's, shall we? We've lost John Fitzpatrick, but Georgia is – Brings back, first of all, brings back Brock Bowers, brings back Darnell Washington, and that's a big one, Clint, because a lot of y'all out there listen to the gurus and insiders, oh, yeah. and the gurus and insiders told you, number one, Kendall Milton, he's going to transfer. He's unhappy. Did that happen? No. no. Number two, Darnell Washington, he's unhappy. He's going to transfer, and Did that, that 
also did not happen. So Darnell Washington back, which is huge for Georgia because it gives, um, number one, the kid an opportunity to make good on all the potential and talent that he has. And number two, it gives Georgia a much needed uh, added weapon and depth in the tight end room. But then you bring in, I don't know, you watch G-Day, Clint. I'm going to say out loud, the two most exciting offensive players at G-Day. And that includes Carson Beck, Clint. Their names were Ari Gilbert and Oscar Delp. So talk to me about this year's tight end room and how we're feeling. Let me just give you kind of an understanding. I don't think you guys understand. When we're talking like metrics and we're talking analysis and that sort of thing, it's really, really important to keep in mind we are not negating eyeball tests. We're not negating technique. We're not negating film and tape and those sorts of things. What we're doing is we're taking advanced metrics and we're combining them with what we see. Just like Allah, when I say – Burton was not our second best receiver last year is because A.D. Mitchell, Lad McConkie, and Brock Bowers were clearly ahead of him just by eyeball test, and nobody understood this because you subtract them off the team, and it doesn't matter. We're, it's not a loss for us. It's only a I'm loss. I'm sorry. I just yeah. – I need yeah, I need to address this Alabama fan specifically. Yeah, go ahead. Because what I'm hearing you say is that Georgia has no good receivers and Alabama has all the good receivers. But how, and but, then what I'm hearing you say uh-huh. is that Alabama has somehow stolen an elite receiver from Georgia. Who has no good receivers. Who, who had no good That's receivers last year when that elite receiver played. I've been a fan. Let me tell you this. Eric, Gil- not good. <laughs> Eric Gilbert comes back. He was the best tight end coming out of high school. This kid is all over every single board, every single recruiting process, 6'5", 250. And if he's 6'5", 250, Daniel, then I am I am 6'3", and have 5% body fat is what is what that means. I am not 6'3", and I do not have 5% body fat. This man might be down to 255 now, but he is a big old drink of water. Oscar Delp is just this. Brock Bowers 2.0. And at G-Day, we saw them demolish people everywhere, catch whatever ball they wanted, do whatever thing they wanted to do, control their body on route running. When the ball's in the air, contested balls. I'm not just talking route running. They do that, but I'm talking contestant balls, which many of you say we're going to have a ton of because Stetson Bennett can't do anything. He's like an 86 Honda Civic. When we have a Ferrari in the garage, I ask you, first of all, what's the that Ferrari? 86 I, Honda Civic, that 86 Honda Civic, boy, he sure hit the crap out of A.D. Mitchell right there in that corner of that end zone, didn't he? Boy, he uh, I will, take, right the, I will take the Honda Civic every single time. Every single time. Um, we won the games. So many of you are thinking, but they have the ability to this, this body control ability of these two, um, these additions, you are going to see tight ends flourish more. And that's insane to think because Brock Bowers last year, 56 receptions, 882 yards, 89 was the long and 13 touchdowns. Let me say that again. 13 touchdowns, Daniel, as a freshman in the SEC. Plus a rushing touchdown. That's 14 total touchdowns. And I think they have room to grow with these two additions, Big O, yep. Eric Gilbert, and, and Oscar Delp. And they do. That's not insane for me to say. No, listen to me. Eric Gilbert joining this tight end room is the epitome of unfair advantage in college sports. People want to talk about Nick Saban breaking the transfer portal, 
Jimbo Fisher breaking the NIL, whatever, competitive advantage. There's got to be some regulation. Let me just tell you this. The way that that Hart, Coach Hartley and uh, Coach Monken and Kirby Smart have recruited that tight end room is the definition of an unfair competitive advantage. When oh, you have Brock Bowers and you have Eric Gilbert on the same squad at the same time, it is in Saying you throw in Darnell Washington to that mix. I will say this right now, and I will not blink. Look me in the eyes, Alabama fan that's watching. Thank you, by the way, for your loyal support of this podcast. Eric Gilbert is better than any current pass catcher on the Alabama Crimson Tide football team. He is, he is better than anyone you have catching the football. And he's the second best tight end on Georgia's team. That's facts is all that is. It's just facts. Watch what this kid can do. Look at the mismatch that he creates. Look at the way that he dominated at LSU as a freshman with no quarterback. I'm talking about no quarterback to speak of. Look at the way that as a true freshman, he went out there and dominated. And now you're talking about putting him out there next to Brock Bowers. Who are you going to double? Who are you going to match up against with these guys? There are not enough defenders on God's green earth okay, to handle me, this tight end room. Let me try again. I did this earlier, but let me try again. You give me big O and and you give me Eric Gilbert on the same side and you flex Brock out and you put him in motion over here, right? And then all of a sudden, who are you going to put on these two? Are you going to bring a safety and a linebacker on these two? Okay, that's fine. You're going to put a linebacker over here on the motion. All of a sudden, Kendall Milton's looking at the middle and going. Yeah, I'm just about to say, we're just down. going to run right up the middle. Okay, I don't know. Hey, Tate. Hey, can, let's go, guys. I, I, hey, Cedric, let's. There's going to be a guard. There's going to be a guard 15 yards downfield looking for somebody to block. That's how big the holes are going to be in the running game. So then as a defensive coordinator, you go, no, 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 we're not going to do that. We're going to bring the corner down in on big O. We're going to bring the safety, and we're going to let the corners do a do a little combo over here. The corner safety do a combo on Brock Bowers doing the motion. And then all of a sudden, Stetson goes, okay, I'm fine with that. Hey, spread, guys, do a wheel route over here, do a little Y pop, and then do an option, Brock, and we'll see if you do 10 yards in or out. And I'll hit any one of you because you're going to be taller, bigger, and, yes, faster than any of those DBs. Guys, it's stupid, the advantage it's, we have. It's called 13 personnel, and you're going to see a lot of it this year from Georgia. I really do believe it. You're going to see a lot of it. You put A.D. Mitchell or somebody out there, and, and you line up a single back, Kendall Milton, and you get those three tight ends on the field. And my word in heaven. Maybe you put Lad McConkey out there, and you just say, go. Just Run. <laughs> Run as fast as you can toward the end zone. <laughs> like that's not. Oh, it's all right, Daniel. All, all right. right, we're gonna get we're to gonna those. Get to grades of what we think about this year's tight end group. Uh, we'll do it in uh, in the next segment when we come back. But first, want to let the good people know about Rock Auto. Rock Auto is the full mustache of uh, auto parts retailers. If you go on the internet. And go to rockauto.com. You're going to find every part that your car could ever need. Maybe you're fixing up an old 86 Honda Accord because you realized that that thing can actually win you the national championship of cars. I know such a thing doesn't exist, but that's why it's a bad analogy. 
because if you could win the national championship of cars and you did win it with an 86 Honda Accord, I would say you're better off driving it. I don't know. Just spitballing. RockAuto.com is the place you go to get every part that your car will ever need. They have got interior, exterior, cosmetic, or mechanical parts. And everything that you could not find at a big box auto parts retailer, you are guaranteed to find at rockauto.com. Easy, fast, convenient, right from the privacy of your own home and shipped straight to your door. So you waste less time shopping and you spend more time fixing your car because you get the exact right part at a guaranteed, reliably low price. That's rockauto.com. Put in Locked On in the How'd You Hear About It section and let them know we sent you at rockauto.com, your auto parts experts. Let's get to some grades, Daniel. We gave 96 Mm. and then 95 for last year's group, basically because we were looking for more consistency at a big O from every single down, as well as Eric Gilbert, who we haven't seen other than highlights from LSU, and as well as incredible performance in practice in G-Day and Oscar Delp. Daniel. What do you anticipate this group's grade being for 2022? So there's so many things you have to consider. Number one, is there a chance Brock Bowers has a sophomore year drop-off? Of course, of course there. Is there a chance Brock Bowers gets better than he was last year? He was a true freshman last season. Now he has a full year in the system, same quarterback, same offensive play caller. He's used to the speed of the game. And so is there a chance that that the Brock Bowers that we saw last year is only scratching the surface? There's a lot of unknowns about that. Are we going to get more consistency from Darnell Washington? Now, to be clear, we do not need Darnell Washington to have seven even six, even 500 yards receiving. I do not need it from him. If Darnell Washington goes out there and has 25 catches for 350 yards next year, that will be huge for the University of Georgia. By point of comparison, last year Darnell Washington had 10 catches for 150 yards. And so you factor in hopefully a much healthier season, although he's out with injury right now. We hope that he'll be back by the time that fall rolls around. But you factor in a healthier season and you factor in hopefully an increased offensive production from him and more consistency. But then you bring in this guy, Eric Gilbert, and I really do believe, I don't know how much we're going to get to see on Oscar Delp just because the, the cupboard is so full. But listen, you will see him. Oscar Delp is not getting buried on this depth chart. He will catch the ball, and he will gain yards for the University of Georgia this year. You bet on it. Yep. What are we going to see from Eric Gilbert? I really think the sky's – I think there's a chance. I'm going to say this on the podcast, and you are going to laugh at me. I think there's a chance that Eric Gilbert leads this team in tight end yards next year. I think there's a chance he outperforms Brock Bowers statistically. I'm not saying I think it's a good chance, but if you're telling me that there's no chance that Eric Gilbert comes out and absolutely sets the world on fire and he has 800 yards receiving and Brock Bowers has 680 yards receiving, I would not, I would not lose my mind in disbelief about that. 
Let me ask you this, Dan. Just a quick, like, kind of sports psychology moment here. If a guy comes to your school from another school, transferred in and chose your school after having a college experience, then he had some sort of personal needs, which, by the way, every one of you who's not part of his family, shut your mouth. There's my there's my PSA of the day. Except right the now. Alabama fans, you guys sound like you run genuine, off. just genuine peaches of human beings. We love you, it. Just keep you on, run your mouth. I love talking chatting. to you. Yeah, it's great. He comes back to that same school instead of transferring, quitting, being gone after being receiving support and encouragement from the school that he now plays for because the school understands they are about this young man and believe in him. And he is back at a premium position to which we have the best SEC offensive weapon in the position group right there. Mm -hmm. And we still bring this guy back because we don't see him as a headache. We don't see him as a problem. Do you do you think with all that encouragement and support and belief and framework and tested, proven numbers to back up that that position could be the best receiver on a national championship winning team? I ask you, do you think that's a recipe for success, Daniel? I mean, talk about the kid's mindset. What kind of a mindset must you have to watch Brock Bowers all year uh -huh. while you're sitting at home? He plays your position at your yep. school. Yep. You have the option to go to any school in the country. Anywhere. And you decide to come back and play for that school with that guy. What does that tell you about the kids' makeup in, in between the temples? I'll tell you this right now. I'm going to give my – I'm going to get this is a 98 group, y'all. Yeah. This is a 98 group. And I'm going to give you this. If you were to make me a bet right now and give me some juice on it – of Brock Bowers and Eric Gilbert both having double-digit touchdowns next year, I'd lay coin on that, Daniel. Lay it. I'd lay I coin on that. I don't care what the juice is. Minus 200, lay it. Guys, Brock Bowers and Eric Gilbert are going to have double-digit touchdowns by the Florida game next year. Do you, it, do you hear the words the coming out of game. my mouth? <laughs> They might have it in the Florida game. The man won one Sun Belt championship in his entire tenure. One. Guys, 98 is my rating for this group. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I'm going to go 97 overall. I can't get him up into the 98 upper echelon. But you look at the versatility, hmm. you look at the playmaking ability, and you look at the, the proven track record of the offense to utilize the talent on the field. That is key. When you're thinking about this, if Todd Munkin had left and gone and sowed his oats in the NFL as the experts, the gurus, the insiders told you was a done deal. They told you that that was what was going to happen as we were leaving Indianapolis, that it was already done. If that had happened, you would not be hearing me with such optimism about this tight end group. Because play calling matters significantly. Personnel usage matters significantly. But with Todd Munkin still running the show, and with, I mean, I'll just say it, the, with the strengths and weaknesses of the quarterback on the football team, it only adds to the likelihood that these tight ends are going to carry the offensive football team this year 
And Clint and I are on record. We think this offensive football team is going to be very good. And we expect the tight end group to be right out front, leading the charge, pulling the cart for the University of Georgia football team. I expect big things. I expect big numbers. I expect double-digit touchdowns. I expect multiple guys over five, six, maybe multiple guys over 700 yards receiving. I would not be surprised if we had a 1,000-yard receiver at tight end next year. You realize Brock Bowers was second on the team in total yards from scrimmage last year. Ahead of Zamir White. Oh, no. Second on the team behind James Cook in total yards from scrimmage. And you want to talk about now, that was as a true freshman, now he's coming back as a sophomore. Look, sky's the limit. Get excited about this offense. Forget about what you think you know about last year's offense and the whatever, whatever, whatever. This year's Georgia offense is something that should excite you to your core, and the tight ends are a big reason why. We'll be back this week. we got lots more to cover. we got some recruiting stuff we're going to talk about with our boy John again as well. We'll have him on the show later this week, and we got a bunch of other topics that we're going to get to here on the Locked on Bulldogs podcast. Uh, We'll see you then. See you.